Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Wendy is with us in studio today and the bulk of the conversation is going to be focused on recent changes to Discovery's medical aid plan structure uh, and the impact that that is having on some chronic illness patients who are at a significant disadvantage in terms of what they are now having to pay in towards expensive medication. Uh, we will make some time for open line calls as well, 0214460567 and voice notes to 0725671567. Wendy, always great to have you with us. Thanks, Pippa. Good to be here. But just before we dive into the medical aid conversation, some lovely and very interesting, I thought, feedback on last week's chat about restaurants that use QR scanning for their menus. Mm. Um, If you missed it or if you just need a reminder, quite a number of listeners complained about the practice, saying they don't like going into a restaurant and instead of being handed an actual physical menu, being told, here's the QR code, scan it and open the menu on on your phone. The complaints range from the print is too small to read to it's not easy to navigate to why must I have to take out my phone when I'm trying to relax to others saying I don't like having to use my data for that or to log into a public Wi-Fi system etc and at the time we were talking last week I did say if there's a restaurant owner listening we'd really value your input on why you've made the particular decision that you have it turns out there was a restaurant owner listening, but he was behind the wheel, so he couldn't call in at the time. But he did mail us after the show with some quite interesting feedback. And it's a restaurant owner you may recognize because Tim White Gunning was on with us in, I think it was October last year, talking about the opening of his new venue, Vadi Velu, which uh, is serving up the most delicious South African Indian food. They're right at the top of Clove Street. If you haven't been, you are missing out. The food, the drinks, the vibe, everything about it is a really, really fun spot. Wendy, won't you just share with our audience what Tim told us about QR code versus yeah. printed menus and the, the costs that come yeah. with it. And, and we're really grateful for him to him for the for being so specific because that's what we were looking for yeah. for someone yeah. who's actually doing it. So so Tim says we do have a QR code sign on the wall at our entrance for passing potential customers to download our menu as well as on social media platforms. It limits the amount of touch points that we have to update when we make changes to our menu and that makes perfect sense. He says but inside the restaurant we have paper printed menus for everyone on clipboards with a plastic cover protecting the pages. We believe he says that paper printed menus are easier to read, show the customer that the menu is fresh and open to change and doesn't look set in stone like the those horrible laminated ones. <laughs> but the paper menus, he says, inevitably end up with curry sauce stains, so they replace them once a month to keep them looking fresh. The cost, this is the, uh, the, the, the point that many brought up last week, he uses extra thick paper that costs around 10 rand a sheet, so that's five sheets per menu, 50 rand per menu per month. He says we're a 50-seat restaurant and have about 30 menus, so our total monthly cost of going the paper route is 1,500 rand, which really in the scheme of things is not a lot. Mm. Um, he says I print the menus from my amazing home in InkTech printer, which prints several thousand pages at a marginal cost per page, so I don't really get the savings angle if that's what other restaurants are trying to achieve. Yeah. Which is the point. Yeah. You know, huge I, savings, one five a month in his case. In the grand scheme of running a restaurant, that's not and actually And I was a saying chalkboard. Yes. I mean, it, it can be there done even for even. an upmarket restaurant if you do it in an upmarket way. Yeah. Um, and um, he says... Uh, 
Why are they doing it? He says, our many regulars would be horrified if they came in and had to get out their phones before ordering. Most people come to us for some chat time with family and friends. The last thing they want to do is get everyone back onto their phones. People come to restaurants to be spoiled. So making them do stuff by themselves is not what they're after. And that was just such a lovely I thought that was such a good response. And and doesn't capture what a lot of our listeners shared with us. About what they didn't like about the experience. So there we go. Tim, thank you. We really appreciate that that feedback and particularly being prepared to share the costings with us like that is really helpful. And uh, hopefully see you soon to come and visit again (laughs) for some of your delicious curry. All right, we'll take um, uh, a dive into the medical aid story. And I'm aware that this is probably going to be one that generates plenty of listener commentary. So do keep your WhatsApps coming coming to 0725671567 or call us on 0214460567. Our main story today looking at medical aid changes that have caught some of our listeners by surprise and not a very happy surprise either. We have heard uh, in the last few weeks from a couple of Discovery Health members who were affected by the scheme's decision to do away with what used to be the Essential Delta Comprehensive Plan. That happened on the 1st of January this year and the impact that that decision has had on their monthly payments has been quite significant to say the least. Wendy, the first case study is that of Michaela Fay. Won't you tell us more? Sure. So Michaela lives with ankylosing spondylitis, which is a debilitating autoimmune autoimmune disease which attacks the joints in her spine and if left untreated can result in vertebrae fusion. So her medication is a specialist one. It's a biological treatment injected monthly to slow down her immune system's response and ensures essentially that she can live a healthy and active life. But they cost almost 10,000 rand a month and that's the cost price. And so she says they do require one to be on a comprehensive medical plan. She chose Discovery's Delta Essential Comprehensive one and she'd been paying just under 6,000 rand a month from it, for it rather. But from last month, that plan fell away. It was one of uh, several that fell away. Three, I think, three out of five. And the only way for her to keep that medication benefit is for her to migrate to the classic comprehensive option which costs just over 2,700 rand more a month so she's got to either do without the medication or find an extra 2,700 I think it's and 14 rand she says this was communicated to her in a whatsapp only on the 28th of December um she said, that was the first she'd heard of it, she said. There was no detailed explanation given for the decision to drop her former plan, and Michaela is understandably ang- angry about it. Um, she says, Discovery has pushed their chronically ill members into a dark corner with no explanation, apology, or way out, and I'm disgusted. I went for my annual checkup with my rheumatologist who told me that the unapologetic Discovery shockwave has resulted in multiple patients being forced to downgrade their medical aid plans. This means they no longer have access to biological treatment and will live a life of chronic pain and disability. I didn't lodge a dispute with Discovery, Michaela said, because from previous experience, they don't care and will just tell me to take it or leave it. Okay, so Michaela's the first story that reached us, but not the only one, Wendy. We also heard from Roselle Kutsia, another example. Yes. In fact, I heard from a few others, but these are the we're two sticking that, to yeah. the two. Roselle was diagnosed with Crohn's disease a few years ago and also joined Discovery's Delta Essential Comprehensive Plan for the same reason as Michaela. It offers biologics. Up until last year, she was paying close to 5,700 rand per month. And she says she was told in November that uh, the two lowest plans on the comprehensive tier had been cancelled and that she would have to move to classic comprehensive. And like Michaela, she 
faces that premium increase of just over 2,700 rand. She says it's not, it doesn't stop there. There are some medications that I have been on for more than 10 years, which they now refuse to cover, and some supplements that I cannot go without, for which I now also have to pay cash. I really struggle to pay the 5,667 rand, and I have no idea where I'm going to get the funds for the increased premium. Okay, so two women both facing the same uh, story, that they are having to find substantially uh, large additional sums of money or face the prospect of going off the medication that helps them manage, which is just not something you don't want anybody to have to choose uh, over. Wendy, you reached out to Discovery Health. Uh, You asked them several questions, including... How can you justify what amounts to a 47% increase for some of these affected members? Uh, You asked about how many people were affected by this decision, how many have opted to move on to a cheaper plan and potentially compromise their treatment options as a result. What sort of response and feedback did you get? Okay, I got, uh, late yesterday, I got a very comprehensive response, which we're going to have to try and distill the most important bits out of. And I also had a conversation with Dion Kotsa, who is Discovery Health's chief commercial officer. In short, he said it was an unavoidable decision in order to sustain the financial viability of the scheme. The whole backstory, some of which, most of which we're going to share just now, he says was shared with brokers, but they took the decision because it's quite technical not to share it directly with members. And as I said to him, I think that was a mistake because any time, any company, in my view, and in my 25 years experience as a consumer journalist, dealing with consumers who have got um, news of decisions Um, from companies they have chosen to do business with which negatively impact them, it's always better to over-communicate rather than under-communicate. There are ways of explaining, always ways of explaining deeply complicated and technical data in a way that, um, you know... The The layman can understand. Exactly, can understand. So... The backstory from Discovery Health is the decision to close three of the five plans in the Discovery Health Medical Screen comprehensive series for this year was not taken lightly or without due consideration to the financial impact that it would have on uh, members like Michaela and uh, Rizal. The changes were by no means intended to be unsympathetic towards members and the medical treatment that they require. It was made on the premise of maintaining the long-term term sustainability of the benefits that the comprehensive series provides for their treatment. So that series, which was five plans and is now distilled or uh, condensed Condensed into two, two, it covers 280,000 members. So, and here's the nub, Pippa. In last year, the total claims of those members exceeded their contributions to the scheme by 15.3%, which is quite substantial. So that was a loss of 1.66 billion for the scheme. And the losses have been um, increasing over time. Um, And I got the the specifics. It was quite uh, marked. It was going from, you know, your your claims versus premiums. It was sort of over 100% for many of them, even quite a few years ago, and has now gone to 134%, etc. So the trend was, because I said, well, couldn't you have done it earlier and made the the increase not 47%? And he said, whenever, if we'd done it two years ago, first of all, COVID masked it because there were fewer claims. People were putting off off a lot of things. Yeah, And and then, you know, he said, if if it happened in 2020, 22, for example, 
premium versus increase, it would have been around the same. So they were trying to, to put it off. Um, bluntly put, the losses on that comprehensive series were being have been subsidized by other members of the scheme on lower plan options. So healthier members with access to fewer benefits must pay more and more each year to the scheme in order to maintain the benefits for members on the comprehensive series. And if I was a member on that series who didn't have any choice over my getting one of these expensive awful, plans, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. Having, having to, to fund or find a scheme that would fund my expensive medication, I'd think, well, that's just the way it goes. It's not my fault. But it's an insurance and medical um, schemes. It's, it's a numbers game. Mm. And they have to stay, they have to manage it because otherwise, I mean, there, were, there have been medical schemes which have offered great benefits and premiums to their members but then went to the wall because they dipped below the 25% um, of the reserves and reserves, couldn't sustain exactly. it. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's such a difficult one, Pippa, and, and one has to walk a, a tightrope between the um, concerns um, of both parties. Anyway, um, he says um, the situation has been driven by a small proportion of members on the comprehensive series, only 12%. So on those those unprofitable three plans that they've not done away with, but it's compromising the sustainability of the benefits for other members, and that's why we consolidated uh, the plans. Three five became two on the first of January. So mm-hmm. so okay, you said twelve percent of members only. How how many people does that constitute, Wendy? Well. I did get an answer. I often ask for numbers and don't get them. So it affects 28,000 beneficiaries. So that is a lot of people who got this unfavorable news um, towards the end of last year. There were 17,800 on the essential essential comprehensive, 7,500 on the classic Delta comprehensive, which um, Michaela and Rizal were on, and 2,600 on the essential Delta comprehensive option. So 28,000 people, you know... So who now face the decision that either you upgrade and pay more or you drop downgrade and drop your meds. They give you quality of life. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's Hobson's choice, isn't it? Mm. Wendy, that's one issue. The other part of this complaint was to do with the way they were informed about this yeah. and the very late notice that both Michaela and Rizal received. Michaela in particular yeah. said she, the first she heard about it was a WhatsApp from Discovery on the 28th of December. Um, and Discovery disputes this. Um, they said, in, in anticipation of member impact, the scheme embarked on a thorough communication and servicing campaign to affected members to inform them. We uh, It's a long list. Uh, they, we sent an SMS on the 1st of November telling them that their year-end review letter from the scheme would be emailed to them. They both received their year-end review letter uh, by email on the 7th of November. Uh, they got a year-end review letter on the 9th of November. By WhatsApp? Two days later okay. by WhatsApp. Um, uh, and But without a... This is interesting. But without a positive confirmation that the communication was read. So it was sent but not, not, not opened. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, they, and they said, as I said at the beginning, the financial advisors of both of them received communication from the scheme about this, the changes and the impact that it would have. On, on the members. And then he said, uh, year-end updates and contribution changes were also communicated in an electronic newsletter to the entire DH uh, Discovery Health member base on mid-December, 13th, 14th of December. 
Um, and we can confirm that both received and opened their newsletters in December. The WhatsApp message, which Michaela mentioned in her email to you, Wendy, may have been from her bank advising her of the new debit order prior to the debit order date to ensure that she was aware of the increase and could cover the new amount when it was debited on the 1st of January. It didn't look like an SMS from a bank, WhatsApp from a bank to me. I've seen it. Okay. Um, so they ultimately... Um, Discovery says we did not send any communication to individuals so late in the year. This is because the Medical Schemes Act requires that members are informed about contribution increases or benefit changes at least 30 days before they come into effect so that they have some time to consider upgrading, downgrading or accepting the changes. Okay, both Michaela and Rizal are standing by to give us their response to that feedback from Discovery. This is Cape Talk. All right, so before the break, you heard the story of the two Cape Talk listeners who've been so badly affected by um, the the change in plans at Discovery and a couple of immediate responses coming in. Uh, and it's, it's very interesting too, quite polar responses immediately are in on the WhatsApp line. One from somebody saying, this infuriates me that they can close schemes and the poor clients have to pay way more. It should not be legal. This is not the client's choice. On the other hand, Dani saying, when it comes to medical aid, one must always ask, if I get more out than what I put in, who is funding it? Yes, the principle of insurance is of pooled resources, but you cannot chronically take more out than what you put in. At some point, you have to self-fund. It's not always your fault, but it is also not fair for others to have to keep subsidizing you. Two views there with quite different responses. Right now, I'd like to hear responses of the two patients involved, or rather members involved, who brought these complaints to us. And let's start with you, Michaela. Thank you for listening in in the background so patiently, and uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. You're welcome. Hi, Pippa. Thanks for having me. So having listened to the feedback that Wendy shared from Discovery, um, how do you feel about particularly their comments about the way you were notified of the change? So, I mean, lying on the beach on the 28th of December and receiving a WhatsApp message in the hot sun that tells me that I'm, my premium's gone up by 2,700 rand was not my idea of a holiday. And I... I obviously did some digging after I got sent that WhatsApp message and through take had to go through a link onto my discovery profile page and then put in my details and then I could find this this mysterious letter that was supposedly sent to me and then read what they had to say about doing away with the with the essential delta comprehensive series or that particular plan on their series and it all came as quite a shock. Um, I must admit, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole um, after sending um, Wendy that initial email as well, just to like cover my tracks and see how much I had potentially missed. And out of the long list of um, communications that were listed on that email to Wendy, there are a lot of those that are missing. I was not sent that letter. Um, I was offered to review my existing health plan. That was the email that I was sent, which didn't even give me a link to my profile. And then after that, there was something about the debit order that was going to go off on the second instead of the first. And then there was a link there that said your updated plan guides. And when I click on that, it takes me to my profile, which then takes mm. me to this newsletter. So an so offer to... A little rev- bit cryptic for me. Yeah. And uh, it would explain why in both your cases, the one in particular was not was sent but not um, looked at. I think too many, too many clicks required mm. there. To get through to... Yeah, I mean, Michaela, I, I hear what you're saying. If, if the title is to review your health plan and you if you're comfortable on the health plan you're on and have no intention of making any changes... Um, I, I guess it's you can understand why that wouldn't be looked at. You would expect 
a little bit more sort of urgency of communication in the title there, Wendy, sure, would be exactly. my, as a, as a, a communications person, explicit. that's what I would think. Yeah, yeah. and uh, existing for me is quite an, ex- it's a current word, mm. not your health plan that you have not signed up for that, you know, because yours has been abolished. Or, you know, in, <laughs> you know? in, in, in um, Real communication, to my mind, would be in in bold capitals. Your existing plan is falling away. Please, if it must be a, a, a click through, please click here yeah, or yeah. go to this link to find mm-hmm. out how um, and you know this affects your your premium. So, McKenna, yeah. where does that um, leave you now? Because I mean, essentially, you've got the choice of either find having to find the extra two thousand seven hundred rand a month to continue funding the medication, or making a decision to downgrade your plan and with it your medication. Uh, do you want to just give us a sense of what that what would what would that look like for you? What would that mean for you in daily life? So, I mean, I have kind of done the math now to see, like, if I were to downgrade my plan and just be on like a regular medical aid plan for a thirty-one-year-old person which would be like 2,000 rand a month, (laughs) would I be able to buy my biological drug and my other chronic medications for my disease and like kind of get away with paying the same amount? Because I'm basically paying just under nine grand a month at the moment, which is more than my friends pay for rent. Um, And on top of that, and I think this is something that the other um, caller will will probably speak about as well. It's not easy to get funding for your chronic meds up to the full amount, the shortfalls are actually quite hard to supplement, even from your medical savings. So a portion of your premium is put into your medical savings. And to actually access your medical savings in order to pay for things that Discovery is not paying above the scheme rate has actually proven to be very difficult. So I I, I resonate with her when she was speaking about supplements and other things that Discovery doesn't deem as being something that they will cover on your series or your plan. So look, I mean, I'm kind of just, going with it for as long as I possibly can on this particular plan because there is no medical aid in South Africa besides Discovery and this is I can vouch for Discovery in the sense that actually covers these kind of technological drugs to the degree that they do. Even even on my plan, they only cover it up to 80%. So I still have to apply with um, an amazing organization called AITF that actually pays for my additional, um, additional 20%. Oh, but wow. all of this stuff is, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of time on the phone. It's a lot mm-hmm. of worry, um, and yeah, I, I just I really feel for people that like don't even have a choice. You know, like I'm I'm going to try and make it work for as long as I possibly can, and I'm going to pray for the day that there's a generic for the mm, biological yes. that works for me because my body has rejected all the other ones. They thought I had lupus at a stage. I couldn't even walk on my feet. They were just like hard balls. I've had I've had it all. So like, and I've had it since I was eighteen. So it's been a journey, journey up until this point, and it yeah. continues to be a journey. Michaela, yeah. thank you um, for, for, for sharing that with us and appreciating that, that even in the midst of, of how upset you must be with the discovery, you can acknowledge the fact that they are offering a, a level of cover that others don't. If I could just yeah. jump in there, in the response, which we didn't share earlier, was um, the fact that Discovery says their comprehensive series provides extensive benefits to nearly 280,000 lives, which represents 800 sorry, 87% of the lives in open medical schemes that are on options with extensive benefits. The comprehensive series also offers market-leading benefits for high-cost and novel treatments, the kinds that we're talking about here, for rare diseases and cancers. And in some instances, we are the only open medical scheme to offer them. 
So, yeah. So you really are caught between a rock and a exactly. hard place if this is the medication that is working best for you. Let's bring in Rizal at this point. Rizal, thank you too for your patience in waiting to speak to us. Uh, I mean, I, I'm interested to hear your response. Having heard the feedback from Discovery on the reason for the change and the fact that it is to do with the sustainability of the scheme overall, as well as what they've said in particular about the way the changes were communicated to you. How do you feel listening to that feedback? Well, feeling, I don't think there's enough words for how I feel about this situation. I've been fighting with Discovery for many years. And um, what upsets me the most is the feedback that they give. They give you this very extreme, long explanation with a, with a bunch of details, which your normal average person won't even bother reading it. But if you go onto the internet and you search Discovery prof- Profitability for 2023, you get the audit results. And Discovery Health, only Discovery Health has been profitable in millions in 2023. So I do understand that they state that on that specific plan, they were not profitable. But Discovery Health in the total was profitable. So firstly, that makes me shiver with anger because medical care is a basic human right. And I do understand that in some certain, some instances, your medical condition is self-inflicted or due to lack of care or whatever. But chronic conditions like these are not self-inflicted. It's not something you're born with. It's not something that's developed over time. It's lack of draw. You've got a condition that you cannot do anything about. So feeling-wise, anger, I don't think is, is the word enough to do that. Um, I went through the email that Wendy sent me. Firstly, I want to thank Wendy for doing going out of your way to assist people like us with this situation. And um, with regards to the communication that was sent in November, so every year Discovery has has to send you an email to state that next year your premiums will be going up. So in November this year, I realized that I never received the letter. So I started looking on the internet, which I came upon the new um, premiums for 2024. Thereafter, that, that same week, I contacted Discovery, and when I phoned them and asked them about it, I immediately received the email where they stated that I need to review my plan. Never before have I received mm. this email. When I questioned the, the premiums that went up, they basically told me that, listen, yeah, you're either going to pay the premiums or you have to go into a lower plan. And the more I explained to them that the lower plans do not cover the biological treatment, the more they said, well, then you have to accept this plan. So it's a back and forth about you're going to pay it or you're not going to get the treatment. That, that, that's basically the only concern they've had uh, with regards to this whole situation. Um, yeah, communication, I do not agree with Discovery. They've said that a few times that they've sent through communication and then it never came through. So, yes, I've got a huge problem with that. Um, so basically, and then I just want to address Donnie's comment who, who phoned in or sent the WhatsApp with regards to what you put in is what you get out. So there's a World Health Disease Fund, which is supposed to cover part of chronic conditions, uh, which Discovery has access to. And the, the difference between these diseases and your everyday coughs and colds are you can apply for the World Health Fund to help you reduce the impact. And then my other question is, what other avenues have Discovery explored 
to mitigate the impact on the people that need, on, on the members. Have they sourced alternative, cheaper medication by a different types of strains, different suppliers? Have those avenues been investigated or not? I would like to think so, but it's with definitely warranted to answer the question. Yeah. Rizal and Michaela, thank you both so much. Um, I mean, Wendy, we must wrap up this conversation um, qu- quite shortly, but I, uh, what options now are available to Michaela and Rizal and the others who are in this position? Do they have to simply like it or lump it, make the decision to move to the higher plan or the decision to downgrade and take the risks of of losing the medication? Can they appeal to the Council for Medical Skills? Can their schemes, can they appeal to an ombud? Well, there's no ombud specifically. It would be the Council for Medical Schemes. And Discovery told me that they had, the scheme had, um, on the basis of the figures provided, approved the increase. Um, I think we heard from Michaela there that she's done her homework on options and, and the, the, the reality is that uh, for many of these medications, Discovery is the only one that will cover them that at all. That will cover them at all. So it is an awful, and I hate situations like this because we we like to, as well as educating and warning and all the rest, we like mm. to fix things for people and, and I can't fix this. It, it's, a, it's a numbers issue. Um, Discovery uh, needs to uh, remain... Solvent, as I said, we've seen others that haven't conducted this this financial oversight as well as they should have it, have gone have been liquidated, leaving members in a terrible position. So um, the um, uh, let me just look for it here. The um, the regulator, the medical schemes, council for medical schemes requires a twenty five percent. Reserves. Reserves, minimum, and they yeah. have 35%. So they're well over that. They now um, have 57.8% market share. Um, so the options, are, look, I think we, we, we could definitely say that communication could have been better. And when I spoke to um, their um, COO, um, he did say we thought it was the right thing because I mean you heard you heard um, Rizal there saying it's too technical and who's going to read all of it well, so and I'm saying but you should tell over communicate maybe you could find a way of doing it more language language but I I do say I do think that it wasn't appropriate just to tell the brokers I think um, and many members brilliant. if they have brokers have lost touch with them and I'm a case in point mm. um, that they should have I think they should have tried to communicate the full story and the reasons for it. Um, I don't think it would have changed anything for them, but I, I think it would have taken the, some of the sting out um, at the time. And, yeah, I just feel for all those people. I mean, what was the number? It was, uh, oh, I can't remember now, but thousands. and 2,800 people, I think. 28,000 people. Was it 28,000 who, who were affected people. overall. Uh, 28,000 beneficiaries whose clo- plans have, have, have been condensed into the new ones. So... Uh, 17,500 on the essential comprehensive, 7,500 on classic Delta comprehensive, and over 2,500 on essential yeah, so Delta. 20, so I think it was 28,000 who have who are infected those th- on those three plans. Um, they must either, as you say, do away with the medication and have a dramatic decrease in quality of life or find the money somehow. And I, I wish I could have done something about that, but that unfortunately seems to be the number of it.
Michaela and Rizal, we wish you both uh, the best and uh, I hope that you are able to find a way through what is an awful, awful situation. Thank you for being willing to talk about it. If if nothing else, Wendy, one hopes that Discovery learns a couple of hard lessons here about the importance of communicating in ways that are accessible and understandable and intelligible to the people who are going to be on the receiving end and with more urgency, urgency in the timing and urgency in the manner of communication. It really seems to me like a... Uh, you know, it's, it's sending a, hey, please review your plan yeah. when what it should have said is, hey, your plan is going to cease to exist at the end of the year. This requires your urgent attention, to put it as boldly as that. Uh, Michaela and Rizal, thank you so much for your time. Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. I just tuned in and I heard the end of this Discovery Health discussion and I just thought that for a point of interest I'd alert you to the fact that GEMS is the same because I got an email, um, I'm a teacher so I'm on GEMS Health and I got an email to say that my medical aid fees were going to go up and they were going to double and then in that same email I was also told like you know you have the option of choosing a different option um, instead of the one that you are currently with so either you stick with the one that you're with and you pay double or you can switch to an alternative Thank you for that. Thank you too to Anonymous saying please investigate Best Med. They cover biologicals as well. Uh, the conversa- the, com- uh, the then comment being discovery is more than solvent. They are full of dot, dot, dot. Uh, somebody else, Jason, saying that this be a lesson to the public of the implications of monopolies. Discovery is arrogant because they are the biggest and can be arrogant. There are not enough suitable competitors is the comment. Uh, I wonder if you agree. WhatsApp's to 0725671567. Stephen also messaging in to say, I too had to upgrade my plan to ensure continued access to biologicals. I didn't get an email from Discovery when approached. They claimed that they had communicated with my employer as my policy is through them. So again, ineffective communication. What I did see was a note on my Discovery app last year stating that my plan was going to be upgraded, but only after extensive investigation did I learn why and what was actually going on. It is quite a financial hit, is Stephen's comment. Another, another comment about the communication, the communication failure here. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty obvious that yeah. it's, it's, it wasn't done. Uh, and it's easy to say, send out a blanket machine gun approach, SMS, WhatsApp, email, but I hear what everybody's saying about the urgency of how it's phrased and and not everybody understands Directing the technicalities there, yeah um so that you really get that this is something that affects you um very dramatically and you really need to 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 um to know about it of course those that didn't respond had their um plan converted to the the, the higher one or the, the lower cheap, one the, lower the one. cheaper one yeah and if they have found now so that's a whole other category of those who didn't notice didn't get any mm. notification it was automatically downgraded so and might now be in for a shock when yeah, they submit but, their but first they claim but they could not do that because you can't have a break in your cover okay so they've been downgraded but of course their first but then first I, it trip would have to the been pharmacy higher. it would uh, they no 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 they would have they've done away no, they would have been put on the on the on one of the remaining two, but the cheaper of the, the one. Cheaper so that of their, the two. Their medication okay. was still a benefit. And I understand if that has happened to you and you're not happy with that outcome, you do have until April, April I think, to, April, to I think make a change. Yes, Is because that normally you've got to make the change in in January. 
you've got to indicate. Yes. You have that one, you know, um, that window every year. But in this case, you have until um, April. I think it's the first. I stand on correction. I haven't got the statement in front of me, but let's say the first in cases rather than say the, the, the end, end okay. and it's not. Yeah. So there is some wiggle room if you there want to, to, to opt for a change. Okay, Wendy, we have to leave it there. Thank you, as always, for the work you do on behalf of our listeners. I know frustrating on a day like this when there's not really anything we can do, but at least, at the very least, raising awareness of the issue and spreading the word uh, for those who might not have heard about what had sure. happened. Thanks. And one hopes perhaps a little drop in the ear of Discovery's communications team about how they, they do this going forward. Thanks, Pepper.